I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This morning, let the games begin. Our flag bearer's name does the 2022 Winter Olympics officially get underway. Breaking news, the leader of Islamic State killed during a special forces raid in Syria. Our aged care crisis deepens the toll it's taking on residents and staff. A man dies after being stabbed in the chest at a Central Coast retirement home. And Novak Djokovic breaks his silence after the visa debacle. The tennis champ promises to tell all. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. The stage is set ahead of the opening ceremony for the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. Three-time Olympians Laura Peel and Brendan Kerry have been named to carry Australia's flag. They will lead a small group of Australian athletes in attendance. The Games going ahead under tight COVID protocols. Such an honour, such a privilege and we have such an amazing team so really proud to be a part of that. It is definitely up there, probably Solid to say it's in first place right now. The action gets underway at 9 o'clock tonight, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. In breaking news this morning, the leader of the Islamic State group has been killed during a special forces raid in Syria. Let's go straight to Tim Lester in the US now. Good morning, Tim. At least 13 people died. Good morning, Jody. Yes, early reports say 13 dead and 10 of those women and children in one of those raids that the US rarely carries out but occasionally does for high-value terrorist targets that are highly risky. His name, Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Karashi, the new leader of Islamic State, took over after a similar raid back in October uh, 2019 when Baghdadi was killed by uh, the US then. On this occasion apparently about two dozen commandos backed by uh, US jets, military helicopter gunships and drones attacked a three-storey building in northwestern Syria. Apparently the commandos arrived and demanded people come out. Uh, One family fled from the building but then a gunfight ensued over a couple of hours. Uh, It's believed at least the US military says that the military leader killed himself by exploding a suicide bomb which killed him and his family. US forces in a a shadow to a past raid lost a helicopter in this raid, had to destroy it but apparently all American forces are okay and return to a secret base in the Middle East and taking with them DNA samples 
to prove that they had killed uh, the leader of Islamic State. The president speaking about what is in most respects a military triumph for the US a short time ago. Thanks to the bravery of our troops, this horrible terrorist leader is no more. Knowing that this terrorist had chosen to surround himself with families, including children, we made a choice to pursue a special forces raid at a much greater risk than our, to our own people, rather than targeting him with an airstrike. And one footnote on this attack, Jody, apparently the US informed Russia just prior to taking the military action, essentially saying that Russia needed to stay out of the area while US forces carried out their attack, notwithstanding the tensions uh, between Russia and the US militarily at the moment. Apparently Russia abided by that and the US was able to carry out the mission uh, uh, undisturbed by Russian uh, forces in the area. Jody. Very interesting. Okay, Tim Lester, thank you. The federal government has been blasted by Labor over the unfolding crisis in aged care. Let's go to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra now. Good morning, Taylor. There are calls for the minister in charge to resign. That's right, Jody. Good morning. Labor calling for Richard Colbeck, the minister in charge, to resign over the escalating aged care crisis we're seeing through COVID-19. Anthony Albanese came out swinging at Richard Colbeck yesterday, calling on the Prime Minister to sack him after it emerged the aged care minister attended the cricket in Hobart instead of appearing at a parliamentary committee investigating COVID-19 in aged care homes. This is a crisis, and it's a crisis on this government's watch in the wake of a Royal Commission that described the aged care sector in one word, neglect. Nearly 500 residents living in aged care died of COVID-19 last month. That's more than all of last year combined, with half of the facilities across the country now facing outbreaks. The sector is also facing shortages of PPPE, rapid antigen tests and staff, with 140,000 shifts being left unfilled each week. Now a federal task force has been set up to investigate the growing number of deaths, deaths including finding out the vaccination status of those who died with COVID-19. Jody. Okay, Taylor Aiken, thank you. New evidence has revealed Australians are catching COVID without even realising. A survey of 117 volunteers on the Gold Coast returned 20 positive results, but only four had symptoms. Only two of those had been tested prior and knew they had COVID. The other 18 had no idea. A lot of people that have been infected are completely unaware that they are infected and certainly have not been tested. The findings were presented to National Cabinet. The mother of Queensland's youngest COVID victim has shared a heartbreaking tribute to her daughter. Diagnosed with a rare condition that left her unable to walk or talk, five-year-old Ruby Boston had been battling the virus for two weeks before deteriorating rapidly. Her heart had never faltered before and this time I knew she was just, it was, she was ready. A GoFundMe page has been set up for Ruby's funeral. Hundreds of teachers and support staff in South Australia have already been sidelined by COVID barely a week into the new school year. It's understood 195 teachers and 171 support staff either have the virus or have become close contacts just two days into Term 1. It's not yet known how many students are infected.
Novak Djokovic has promised to reveal his side to the story, speaking out for the first time since his visa debacle. The world number one sat down with the Serbian president and thanked him for his support during the unfortunate events in Australia. He told fans to be patient and promised to tell all at a later date. It comes as Serbian authorities insist there's no evidence Djokovic submitted false COVID test certificates when he tried to get into Australia. A BBC report pointed out a number of discrepancies. A man has died after he was stabbed on the New South Wales central coast. Emergency services were called to a retirement village at Erina just before nine last night, finding the man with wounds to his chest. Paramedics treated the 42-year-old, but he was unable to be revived. An investigation is underway. Former Australian of the Year Grace Tame has been taken to hospital after being involved in a nasty bike accident. Tame was treated for a broken collarbone and a grazed shoulder, but has since posted on social media saying she's on the mend. The 27-year-old has also been subjected to a barrage of personal attacks from social media trolls in the wake of her crash. Four Victorian police officers killed in the Eastern Freeway crash have been honoured at a state memorial service. Mourners gathered to remember Constables Glenn Humphreys and Joshua Presney, Senior Constable Kevin King and Leading Senior Constable Lynette Taylor. All four died in 2020 after they were mowed down by a truck. To put your safety on the line in order to protect others is a special thing. The service had been delayed until yesterday due to the state's density limits. South Australia's Premier has toured flood-stricken Port Augusta, describing the damage as extreme. At least 52 millimetres of rain fell in an hour in what's been described as a once-in-a-century event. Homes and businesses remain cut off and the national highway is impassable. Authorities are focused on recovery, hoping to get some vehicles through within days. Captain Cook's ship Endeavour is now at the centre of a bitter international dispute. The Australian Maritime Museum has confirmed its final resting place off Rhode Island, but that's enraged American researchers who say the declaration is premature and a breach of contract. Bold red and gold, this is the iconic Endeavour. Well, it's close, it's a replica moored in Sydney Harbour. The real deal, according to Australian researchers, is here. Sitting in silt and sediment on the bottom of Newport Harbour, Rhode Island. And for a lot of people, it won't make any sense at all. It's just a mass of mess on the seafloor. For years, there were suspicions, theories that massive timber was Endeavour. But to be sure, they dove, dug, collected and compared materials, maps, everything they found to clues and blueprints centuries old. But we can conclusively confirm this is indeed the wreck of Cook's Endeavour. We must also pay great tribute to the incredible work of Dr Cathy Abbas. That's the head of their partner research team in the States who sensationally said this announcement is premature. There are many unanswered questions. Our conclusions will be driven by proper scientific process, not Australian emotions or politics. There's nothing come out of it that said it's not it. So the door's still very much open. One thing that made this boat's history tricky to track, it wasn't actually called Endeavour when it sank. No, it was resold and renamed three years prior. They called it 
Lord Sandwich. Named after the man who sponsored Cook's Quests. The next step now, trying to bring a piece of history home while avoiding a diplomatic ship storm. Tom Hartley, 7 News. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is lower. The Nasdaq is down 354 points. In London, the FTSE fell 54 and Germany's DAX also lost ground. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed 292 points lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng was up. The All Lords fell, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,807 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 88 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 71.42 US cents, just over 82 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. A ship which can hold up to 2 million barrels of oil has burst into flames off the coast of Nigeria. Footage emerged of the blaze on social media showing the production and storage vessel sinking as black smoke billowed above. It's understood there were 10 people on board and there are fears for their safety. One person has been killed and at least four others wounded after a gunman opened fire on a Greyhound bus in the US. The bus was parked outside a convenience store in Northern California. One of the victims died at the scene and the suspect then fled to a Walmart store where he was arrested. Rescuers are scrambling to save a young boy who's been trapped down a deep well for two days in Morocco. The five-year-old fell more than 30 metres down the shaft. Emergency services were able to confirm he's still breathing and moving by lowering a smartphone down with a cord. The rescue effort is complicated by the fact that the shaft is only one and a half metres wide. If you're looking to buy a new car, be prepared to wait, with long delivery delays expected for most of 2022. Strong demand and global supply shortages mean some buyers are already waiting many months just to get behind the wheel. Michael Osman ordered a new car December 2020. 14 months later, he's still waiting. Well, my wife's very, very, very disappointed. It was supposed to be for her 40th birthday in December 2020. He bought the top-of-the-line Kia Sorento, car of the year according to Drive and carsales.com.au. It also tops an unwanted list. It has the longest average wait time of 274 days. Toyota's RAV4 has the second longest wait. Then it's the Kia Carnival, Ford Mustang and another Kia, the Seltos, at 225 days. That's more than seven months. Not surprising, especially because demand has remained so high, so strong. Extraordinary car wait times have been blamed on a shortage of computer chips. Now there's increasing pressure on other worldwide supply chains. Kia claims various component shortages. Problem doesn't look like it's going away. We're going to be in this position until at least the beginning of 2023. By brand, Jaguar appears to have the worst delays overall, then Volvo, Isuzu, Toyota and Kia. Volkswagen's biggest delay is its top-of-the-line Tiguan. Normal production is expected to resume in six weeks. Current orders should arrive in 13. If customers are annoyed about it, car makers can't be too thrilled either. New figures out today show Australian new car sales just had their second worst January in 10 years. And it's not for a lack of demand. The whole ordeal? Terrible. Terrible. Blake Johnson, 7 News. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. In sport, Australia's Jakara Anthony has started her Olympic campaign in perfect form. The 23-year-old blitzed the Beijing Moguls course, posting a score of 83.75 to finish top of the rankings. Anthony will go straight through to the women's final on Sunday as she chases her first Olympic medal. Fellow Aussie and 2018 silver medalist Matt Graham was bitterly disappointed after he failed to finish. He will compete again in the second qualifying event on Saturday. Our women's cricket team has continued a summer of Aussie Ashes domination. Meg Lanning's side retained the Ashes last night with a 27-run win in the first one day or against England in Canberra. Defending a modest total of 205, teenage fast bowler Darcy Brown tore through England, taking four for 34. Jess Jonathan took the final wicket to dismiss the tourists for 178. Catch! Yeah! And she's got it. Jess Jonathan takes the catch. The win gives the Aussies an unbeatable 8-4 lead in the multi-format series with two matches remaining. New Formula One world champion Max Verstappen has taken to the ice to cool off from his hot finish to last year's championship. The Dutch driver joined former European ice racing champion Frankie Zorn for his first taste of live action in 2022. You know, it's very slippery. You have to be very careful. Everything is, you know, it's very cold, so the brakes are cold. Verstappen's title defence begins in March, with pre-season testing to start at the end of this month. Movie buffs have the chance to get their hands on a piece of rare memorabilia from the Thor Ragnarok film. This vintage plane currently sits in a Gold Coast backyard and it's up for sale. It is a really unique opportunity to have some kind of movie, like, memorabilia that's been filmed on the Gold Coast in your property. The plane comes with a working control panel and even air conditioning. It landed there because its owner used to work on the movie set. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a shower or two in Brisbane, heading for a top of 27 degrees. Showers also for Sydney, a top of 25. 20 in Canberra, partly cloudy. Mostly sunny, heading for 25 in Melbourne. Hobart, partly cloudy with a top of 20. Mostly sunny for Adelaide, 27 degrees. Another hot and sunny one for Perth, a top of 39. And a possible storm for Darwin, 30 degrees. And that's 7 Early News for this Friday, the 4th of February.